0: The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Warning, the following minisode includes discussion of brontosauruses, fortune-telling, Larry King, the Flintstones, and America's first licensed astrologer. It's also conveniently packaged in a list format. For listeners who don't like their information presented in numerical order, please take care.
1: For anyone who listens, you know Skyline Drive isn't that political. But there are sometimes a person just has to stand up for what is right. And during the course of our reporting, it occurred to us here that there aren't any famous astrologers honored on U.S. postage stamps. There are, however, brontosauruses which were famously considered real when I was a kid, then were declared not real when my cousins were kids, and then maybe they're real again? I really can't keep track. Also, there are stamps with Confederate generals on them, which is confusing because why exactly are we honoring a bunch of people who tried to overthrow the government, mostly because they wanted to keep slaves? But maybe most confusing of all, we have the Pony Express on stamps. This was a failed startup. It barely lasted a year and a half, and it was never part of the U.S. postal system. So it's kind of like Google issuing a Google Doodle to honor Alta Vista or Ask Jeeves or some other long dead competitor. So (laughs) unless you think astrology is worse than fake dinosaurs, racist generals, and complete business failures... I think it's okay to put an astrologer on a stamp. And if we're going to pick just one astrologer, I nominate Maxine Taylor. From Kaleidoscope and iHeart Podcasts. I'm Mungish Hatikadur. Welcome to Skyline Drive. sewed 1. Three reasons we should put Maxine Taylor on a stamp already. To be honest, Maxine Taylor shouldn't have had time for me. She spends her days writing and collaborating on books and taping predictions for her YouTube channel and also filling the extra space in between with Zoom consultations for clients. But I think when she heard I was from Brooklyn and visiting my parents in Georgia, she just couldn't resist. Maxine happens to be tethered to those two places, too. She was born and raised in Brooklyn and has lived most of her adult life not too far from where my folks live. And I'm so glad she made time for me because after just an hour with her, I realized how much she's done for the art and practice of astrology here in the United States. One, Maxine made it legal to be an astrologer.
2: I said, listen, I want to legalize astrology and at some point become an astrologer. Back then, you practiced astrology in hushed whispers uh, because we're in the Bible belt, for goodness sake. In 1969, soon after Maxine
1: had moved from Brooklyn to Atlanta, she realized that you couldn't get a business license for astrology
2: in Georgia. It wasn't just Georgia. It was the entire country one
1: of the distinctions that seems to be made is is between fortune telling and astrology. And so, what is it that doesn't sit together with those two ideas?
2: Oh well, first of all, uh, there's a negative connotation to fortune telling. It's it's like a gypsy. It's like a ripoff, etc. It's not. I think it's a term used to denigrate. But if you're able to put people's mind at ease, put their hearts at ease, answer their questions, and if you come from love, this is a mission, it's a it's a, a labor of love. And I think that word fortune telling is insulting.
1: Maxine had a vision that she was meant to bring astrology to the forefront. It came to her in a dream that one of her purposes here on earth was to make people see the worth in astrology and to legitimize it. So she took her case to the Cobb County commissioners. The only problem was no one would give her an appointment. So for weeks, she waited in the lobby without anyone calling her name. And finally, she saw an open door. So she sneaks into the commissioner's office and politely asks him herself. And to her surprise, he invites her to a commission meeting the following week just to plead her case in front of a panel. So Maxine, who's just in her
2: 20s right now, is super nervous about this. I was scared to death because it was very imposing. The commissioners were sitting on a dais up high, like judges. And I didn't know, how am I going to convince these people? Also,
1: the mood in the room is not great. The Marietta Daily Journal was there, and they covered the event. And they wrote, quote, It had been a long Tuesday afternoon full of sewer-angry and water-angry and highway-angry people, and the clock on the wall showed nearly 5 p.m. when the girl walked in. Anyway, she finally gets her turn, and she starts by trying to show how astrology is prominent in the Bible. But she soon realizes this tack isn't really working well, so she changes her strategy.
2: So what I did was I started talking about each sign. And I asked each commissioner what their sign was, and I described them and introduced humor and the whole nine yards, long story short. And Maxine's charm quickly wins them over. She explains how the charts
1: take real work. Like it takes her nearly 12 hours of study before she presents one to a client. And she explains how she doesn't want to do this as a hobby out of her house, how she wants a proper office and a business license to go with it. And one of the commissioners gets so intrigued that he asks her if she could predict the best days for going hog hunting. (laughs) In the end, the panel was so tickled by the way she sussed out their personalities and connected the stars to their life stories that they decide to
2: give her a license and they only charge her a hundred dollars. I was able to buy the very first license uh, for astrology, not entertainment, not miscellaneous, not fortune-telling. And so what I did was historical.
1: Two, Maxine put astrology on TV. Now, one of the things I strongly believe is that pop culture has the ability to sway all culture. So, take how we sleep, for example. Middle class couples in America used to sleep in separate twin beds the way Lucy and Desi did until sitcoms of all types from Ozzy and Harriet, I thought you went to bed. Well, I did, but I to the Flintstones, to the Brady Bunch. Marsha, Marsha started depicting couples sharing a bed, and this actually affected American bedrooms and buying habits. But that isn't the only case. Like when 16 and Pregnant aired on MTV, the teenage birth rate went down by 5.7%. Joe Biden claimed what? will and grace. Are you I'm gay. gay? Did more to pave the way to shift America's opinion on gay marriage than nearly anything else. So if any one thing could make astrology more acceptable to Americans, it's got to be an astrologer on CNN. Can you tell me how you ended up on the networks in the early
2: years? Um, CNN was an experiment. It was like the United States. It was a grand experiment. At the time, CNN is just a startup. And the
1: channel is throwing ideas at the wall, trying to figure out what'll stick. And the truth is, Maxine sticks. Maxine is kind of built for this. Not only is she charming and fun and bubbly, but she's also beautiful and composed. In college, Maxine had been a regular in beauty pageants and a finalist for Miss University of Florida. And before she switched to doing astrology full time, she'd been an elementary school teacher.
2: So she kind of knows how to wrangle outsized personalities. In fact, when I was on Larry King's show, he was a gentleman and he was wonderful. But they felt they had to present a disclaimer when I was on. Well, I tend to rebel. <laughs> and you might have figured that one out. Um, and I really would get irritated with them. And this was live TV. And I realized, I love live TV because whatever you say, you can't take back. And in the way Maxine always
1: does, it wasn't long before she started winning people over.
2: What happened was my predictions were accurate. (laughs) And so they stopped criticizing. And uh, a couple of them asked me to do their charts. She won't reveal who, but... Big anchors on the network who would
1: kind of mock astrology or who would publicly distance themselves from it were regularly asking her to do their charts.
2: I loved being on that team Um, and I did political predictions, but at that time, Mangesh, I was totally non-political. I didn't even watch the news. It was too negative.
1: Maxine was such a joy that the station still brings her back to comment on astrology scandals and occasionally to make sense of the news.
2: What in the world's going on? Oh, honey, every couple of years, some Yahoo rediscovers <laughs> the fact that there are two Zodiacs. It's that simple. <laughs> really? Yes, it's that simple. As you have... Three she convinced an entire country that things would be okay. I got a call in 1980-something, and it was from a reporter who also worked for CNN. I couldn't understand what he was saying because then we had, and I don't know if we still do, what was called coaxial cable. It was undersea, and there was an echo. It was like talking into a tin can. And he said, um, I would like you to do the chart of Hungary.
1: This is 1989, soon after communism fell in Poland and a pro-democracy revolution was spreading across Eastern Europe. And as protests were breaking out in Hungary,
2: a CNN reporter based in Budapest reaches out. And I laughed because I'm thinking, well, when was this country born? So I said, well, if you can get me their birth time, because you need an exact birth time to cast a chart. And the month, day, and year, I'll do the chart. And he said, okay. And I I said goodbye and kind of chuckled, thinking, I'll never hear from this guy again. Well, a couple of weeks later, he was back. (laughs) And he was so excited. He said, we were born today.
1: On October 23rd, 1989, the Republic of Hungary officially came into being, ending communism there. The Berlin Wall would actually fall two weeks later. It was really an exciting period in history.
2: He gave me the moment it began and said, OK, will you do the chart? And I did the chart for the entire country. A country is an entity, a living, breathing entity, um, And we interpret that chart a little bit differently than we do a birth chart because we're dealing with not just, say, short trips, but um, transportation, communication, the press, etc. Maxine's
1: reading was pretty thorough. It addressed different areas of how Hungary would evolve. And it not only aired on Radio Budapest, but it was printed in newspapers across the country.
2: Obviously, there was a rebellion going on. People were fighting for principles. Hungary wasn't free. And uh, so it was quite an event, quite an event. I considered that the highest honor. And that was what I realized I wanted to do, to hug the world.
1: Maxine Taylor broke all sorts of barriers for astrologers in the U.S. She created space in this world for professional astrology. She brought it into the news cycle and she put the citizens of Budapest at ease by giving the entire country a reading.
2: Also, she's a total sweetheart. I love humanity and I love the diversity. The people who are so bigoted, uh, it's like... Can't you see we are all one? We come in different colored packages, different shapes, different sizes, different beliefs. And when you touch base with somebody on that level, to me that's heaven.
1: I love how astrology provides a way for us to connect and how it lets us see people not just in their Instagram perfect lives, but to appreciate them for all their complexity. In 2023, we're getting new postage stamps to honor snow globes, sailboats, school buses, and pinatas. And while I'm very much for those things, astrology figures into a lot of our daily lives. From the Reagan episode, we know it's shaped our world and country. And in a strange way, it gives a lot of us comfort and purpose stamps are a symbol of what we value and what we want to celebrate. So don't you think between all the sailboats and the snow globes and the pinatas, there might be a little room for an astrologer too? I like to think so. That's it for this week's mini-sode of Skyline Drive. Special thanks to my team here, Mary, Nitra, Mark, Anna, and Drew for cobbling this together over the holidays, and Botany, as always, for the soundtrack. Also, thank you so much to the lovely Maxine Taylor. To see her predictions for America or to book a consult with America's first licensed astrologer, just visit MaxineTaylor.com. Also, a big thank you to my good pal, Ben Bolin, for doing this episode's warning. Ben used to sit across from me at How Stuff Works. He's the co host of Ridiculous History and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, two excellent programs, and he just put out a phenomenal new book by the same name Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Go pick one up immediately. We'll be back with more full episodes very, very soon. I know you have so many shows to choose from, but I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time with us. See you soon.
0: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.